0: celebrations, finishing in a really quite extraordinarily pleasant burr. They are also the only race known actually to enjoy hangovers, because they know it guarantees a tremendously good evening will ensue. Arthur Dent is not, however, one of their number, and takes it hard. He's also cold and damp and extremely lonely.
1: Looks like it's you and me again today, Horse Chestnut.
0: Yeah. He hasn't seen Ford Prefect for four years, and life has, as a result, been quieter than an uneventful Tuesday in the petrified dust bowls on the abandoned fourth moon of Knopp. In fact, so astoundingly quiet that he hasn't been blown up, thrown out of spaceships, sucked through space, or even just insulted. Except for once, one evening just two years earlier.
1: Evening, Sycamore One. Evening, Sycamore Two. Evening, Ash. be like that, bloody elms. You try to be polite and where does it get you? I don't know why I... What's that? Good heavens! Look! Can you see what I see? All right, I know you're only a sycamore. You could at least pretend. It's a spaceship. A beautiful, gleaming, silver spaceship. No, Sycamore One, I'm not imagining it. We can escape. At least, I can escape. I know how that must sound, Sycamore One, but your roots are here. It's landing quite different. I'm saved. Dent? That's right. I'll just get my pouch. You're a
2: jerk. What? Arthur Dent, Arthur Philip Dent. What is it? You're a jerk. A complete asshole. Uh Hey. But 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 and stop whining, you sniveling little
1: drip. Hey, what is this? Wait a minute. Come back here and say that.
0: Wabagger, the infinitely prolonged, thinks he's a man with a purpose. Not a very good purpose, as he would be the first to admit, but at least he keeps him busy, keeps him on the move. For Warbagger is one of the universe's very small number of immortal beings. Those born to immortality instinctively know how to cope with it, but Warbagger's not one of them. Indeed, he's come to hate them, and he refers to them succinctly and often as the load of serene bastards. The load of serene bastards. He had his immortality inadvertently thrust upon him by an unfortunate accident with an irrational particle accelerator, a liquid lunch, and a couple of rubber bands. (laughs) The precise details of the accident are unimportant, as no one has ever managed to duplicate the exact circumstances under which it happened. Though many people have ended up looking very silly, or dead, or more usually both, in the attempt. To begin with, it was fun. He had a ball, living dangerously, taking risks, cleaning up on high-yield long-term investments, and just generally outliving the hell out of everybody. But even the joys of immortality can't last forever. Computer. Yes? I'm incredibly fed up.
2: Oh, dear. It's the eternity of these Sunday afternoons I can't cope with. That and the terrible listlessness that starts to set in about 2.55. What is the time, by the way? It's
1: 9.30 a.m.
2: in the morning. Oh, well. I mean, I've had all the baths I can usefully have, haven't I? You have indeed.
0: And as the afternoon moved relentlessly on to four o'clock, he would enter the long, dark tea time of the soul. And so things began to pour for him. The smug smiles he used to wear at other people's funerals started to fade. He began to despise the universe in general, and everybody in it in particular. And thus he conceived his purpose. I will insult the universe. I will insult everybody in it. (laughs) Ridiculous.
2: Is he all right? Look, it's utterly impossible. Think of all the beings being born and dying all the time. I
1: don't care. I will insult them all. Individually. Personally. Personally one by one, and in alphabetical order.
2: (gasps) There are cakes over there if you want
0: them. He equipped a spaceship that was built to last with a computer capable of keeping track of the entire population of the known universe, plotting the horrifically complicated itineraries involved and joining up the resultant dumps in the hope of randomly drawing a rude word. When people protested further, he would merely fix him with a steely look and say... It passes the time. Computer! Still here. Where next?
2: Computing. Fulfanger.
1: Fourth world of the Fulfanger
2: system. Estimated journey time, three weeks. Yes, yes. There to meet with a small slug of the genus Arthur uh, Uphill Ipdenu. I believe that you had decided to call it a brainless prat. Mm. Uh, what network areas are we going to be passing through in the next few hours? Cosmovid, ThinkPix and HomeBrainBox. Any movies I haven't seen 30,000 times already? No. Oh. There's Angst in Space. I get enough of that at home. But you've only seen that 33,517 times. Wake me for the second
0: reel. All Arthur Dent found to do to pass the time was to make himself a pouch of rabbit skin which would be useful to keep things in. Then one day he woke up in his cave, as usual.
1: I know. I know. I know what I'm going to do. Listen, sycamore one. Sycamore 2? Horse Chestnut? Willow 1? Willow 2? Oh, don't stop what you're doing. It's just... You listening, Elm? Well, please yourself. It's just I have an important announcement to make. I have decided... I have made a decision. I've thought about it seriously and responsibly, and all things considered, it's the right thing for me. I feel good about it. And here it is. I will go mad. Good idea. What?
2: I went mad for a while. Did me no end of good. Where did you just come from? Oh, just sitting on that rock, watching the sun rise. At least I think it was the sun. Yellow thing, about this big. There it is, look. Where the hell have you been? Oh, round and about. I just took my mind off the hook for a bit. I reckoned that if the world wanted me, it would call back. It did. See? The sub-ether flashing. Oh, at least it was. Probably needs a bit of a shake. If it's a false alarm, I should go mad. Again. Ford, I thought you must be dead. So did I, which at least proved I wasn't. Then I decided I was a lemon for a while. I kept myself amused jumping in and out of a gin and tonic. Where did you find a gin... I didn't. I found a small lake that thought it was a gin and tonic and jumped in and out of that. At least I think it thought it was a gin and tonic. I could, of course, have been imagining it. I hope I am. The point is that there is no point in driving yourself mad trying to stop yourself going mad. You might just as well give in and save your sanity. And um, this is you sane again, is it? I ask merely for information, hmm? Oh, and I try to learn to fly, do you believe me? Look, Ford... Interestingly enough, on the subject of flying, the guide now says... Who? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Remember, don't panic. I remember finding that easier to obey after I'd thrown it in the river. Ah, uh, but I fished it out. Here. You never told me! Well, I didn't want you to throw it in again. It's playing up as it is. I think something's
0: got into it. What, like gin? No, like it's being updated. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has this to say on the subject of flying. There is an... Oh, and that, that, that. oh Belgium. <laughs>
2: Good to see you again, Arthur. I... uh,
1: I haven't seen anyone for years. I can hardly even remember how to speak. I keep forgetting... Um, Birthdays? Words! I practise by talking to... (sighs) What are those things people think you're mad if you talk to, like George III? Kings? No, no. The things he used to talk to. Well... Surrounded by them, for heaven's sake. Trees, trees. I practise by talking to trees. I've got names for them. I call them Singapore One and Singapore Two and... Arthur. What? Insanity is a gradual process. Don't rush it. I'm just telling you their names. We have something else to
2: do. I'm not going to ask, but imagine I have. I don't know, but things are going to happen. I've detected disturbances in the wash. Is that why the dye ran in my dressing gown? The space-time wash. Of course. The new Vogon laundromat on the Bull's Pond hyperlink. Eddie's in the space-time continuum.
1: Is he indeed? Listen!